Indiana football is back on the winning track after a 42-36 home victory over the Maryland Terrapins on Saturday. Everybody, what's up? I'm your host, Stu Jackson, for episode 16 of Heard on the Hoosier. I'm joined by my colleague Sam Bysizen, as always. And Sam, I think the most talked about aspect of this game may not even have been IU's 414 rushing yards, which, by the way, were 27 shy of the Memorial Stadium record, tying it, I should say. Uh, but this uh, unique uh, package featuring uh, Sandra Diamont, Tyler uh, Nati, and all sorts of combinations with those two. Yeah, during pregame warmups, there was a I, I saw Maryland. They had four quarterbacks warming up under center, and I I joked. I said, "Oh, Maryland, does Maryland know they can't use four four quarterbacks at once? That that doesn't work." And then we saw Indiana use three quarterbacks. Just defying all odds. Two, two of which were at once. Sometimes it was just wild. I mean, we saw – okay, the, the normal thing was Richard Lego was, was the quarterback. He was the quarterback, the stereotypical. He threw 16 to 25 or 207 yards. He was lined up in shotgun. He was lined up under center. He was a quarterback. Then we saw Xander Diamant, and Xander Diamant is kind of a quarterback, kind of not a quarterback. He's, he's a quarterback by trade, and – he lines up alongside Tyler Nati, 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 whichever it is. He lines up alongside Tyler Nati, and they come in and do like a two quarterback, two running because they're not really quarterbacks, not really running backs. They're they're hybrid guys, and T's more of a running back. Uh, Xander's more of a quarterback. They line up together and just cause all kinds of havoc. Both kind of running the ball more often than passing. Xander only had one completion on one attempt for 29 yards. Uh, he ran for 111, no 130 yards. No, I'm sorry. Xander ran for 104 yards and two scores. Nati ran for 111 yards. It was just wild. You didn't know what to expect because all all those guys gave you different flares. All you guys gave them different options, and they were coming in at seemingly any time Kevin Wilson decided to just throw somebody else out there. For for an offense that was that has been struggling over the last you know really what four games. Yeah. Uh, really all season, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, for over the last month, I think it's fair to say, you know, with the offense. Well, actually, no, that wouldn't be fair with the Michigan State game. Since the Michigan State game over the last basically three or four weeks. The three-game losing streak. Yeah, in the midst of the three-game losing streak. So, yeah, over the last three weeks would be fair to say. Um, you know, I don't think anybody expected this to be the wrinkle the offense would add to um, return it to its normal form. But then again, I mean – that package with uh, Diamant and Nati and the was uh, anything but normal, honestly. And uh, I mean, it was it was it was amazing how effective it was. I mean, granted, Indiana hadn't used it all season, and as Xander Diamant said after the game, uh, you know, it was part of the reason it was so effective is because they they had they weren't they didn't prepare for it or mm-hmm. they weren't prepared for it. But I mean, that that's one of the more unusual things I've seen in my you know, short time covering this program. And it comes a week after they were doing nothing but throwing the ball against Northwestern. So I guarantee Maryland was like, well, we're going to see Richard Lego throwing it a thousand times against us. Instead, they run it 57 times and only throw it 26 times. That's just, it's something you come up with your friends in the backyard and go, ho, 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 this is really funny how we have this guy who's 270 pounds and he's the quarterback. Ho, 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 read option, Navy. You know what I mean? That's, that's what it was, but it worked. Uh, it was effective. Is it a long-term solution? Kevin Wilson said no. Xander, Di- Xander Diamant said we'll see it more. <laughs> Richard Lego said we'll see it more. I I don't think it'll work the rest of the season. The second the team figures out 
what they're doing. Like if they tried doing this the way they did it next week against uh, Rutgers, well, that's maybe a bad example. If, if they if they try to do it against Penn State Thank two you. weeks from now, it wouldn't work. It might work against Rutgers doing the same thing as Rutgers is Rutgers, but it, I don't think it's a long term solution. A, a disciplined defense will eventually key on, key in on this this set and figure it out. But for the time being, uh, Indiana's opponents have one game of film on this and are just going to have to try to figure it out on their own to you know see what works and what doesn't for stopping this. I mean, it was especially effective in the in the red zone or the scoring zone, as the coaches like to say. I mean, essentially they went to that package once they uh, went inside the 40-yard line, which Kevin Wilson joked that, you know, since all of us in the media are doing those advanced analytics and stats that – you know they're taking we're taking the work away from his uh, graduate assistants and that uh, he that he won something like one of should have should be letting his uh, graduate assistants go since uh, that's what they should be doing. Yeah, my but, question is, what do they do this week? Because they they had the gimmick of throwing the ball a bunch of times two weeks ago. Now they have the gimmick of running the ball a bunch of times with three quarterbacks. I mean, what's going to happen? Is T. Gray Scales going to line up under center and start throwing balls to um, to Griffin Oaks? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, you again with this offense, there's nothing that's out of the question, and I think unpredictability is, is pretty much uh, a guarantee with it. So we'll see. I mean, nobody saw this coming, so I, I think honestly, you know, I hate to use this, and it sounds like a cop out, but it's honestly the truth. We we truly just don't know what what will come next for if Indiana decides to use another kind of uh, wrinkle, so to speak, uh, to mix it up in this offense. And that's just kind of where we stand with that. We'll see what happens against Rutgers. I mean, at this point, who knows? Kevin Wilson, he's he's a crazy dude, man. He, he You talk about Jim Harbaugh coming out of some weird stuff. Harbaugh would see this and go, no, nope, that's too weird for me. I got to stop. And he, would, <laughs> right, he, yeah. he he wouldn't go that far. The defense, on the other hand, I got kind of a mixed game for that group because they, they give up 517 yards, pretty evenly balanced, 269 on the ground, 248 through the air. Give up 36 points to this Maryland team. But they made the plays they needed to make. So at the end of the day, it kind of grades out okay. But it's kind of a concern that it is the second consecutive week of the defense kind of slipping and not playing at the level they were playing earlier. Maybe there's concern that other teams are finally figuring this out. I don't know, what, how did you kind of grade out the defense's play? Because Kevin Wilson seemed kind of on the fence, but also kind of positive. I mean, they got the takeaways they needed, um, which, you know, as we saw earlier in the season, I mean, I had talked about it where, um, you know, in order for this team to be successful, the defense has to create at least two takeaways. Or I said that at least through the, um, you know, first three or four games of the season. And, I mean, that's kind of become a trend the rest of the season. If, if, if the defense doesn't get the takeaways it needs, or at least two of them, it doesn't, you know, the then you know it doesn't put the entire team uh, it, in a position to come out with the win, and the entire team in a position to come out with the win. So, um, I mean, part of me thought, well, maybe it's um, just you know that you know proverbial wall the freshmen are hitting, uh, you know, because right around this time, uh, at least teams in Indiana high school football are, you know playing in the playoffs right now Mm -hmm. uh sectional uh sectional games things like that and you know their season is either continuing or coming to an end so 
you know, unless they're coming with from from a perennial power, um, you, you know, the you know stamina and, and and you know endurance things like that might come into question. But they aren't really playing too many young guys, and I mean, besides Ashawn Riggins and Marcelino Ball, and they both seem to be doing fine. I mean, it's not like they're playing all freshmen in the secondary or kind of like last season or um, I don't know or on the defensive line or linebackers. I mean, uh, just one of those things where. Um, you know, the it was a you know Maryland offense that came in with one of the best uh, rushing attacks in the country, and that's something traditional. Well, not tra- well traditionally, and at, at various points this season that uh, I think Indiana struggled with. I mean, granted, the second half of Northwestern was a different story, but first half Northwestern running back Justin Jackson had his way. So um, I think it has more to do with. Um, long story short has more to do with their ability to stop the run, whether it be a traditional run game or a read option run game, than it does maybe with, um, you know, their ability to get through an entire season. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't think it has much to do with that at all. Yeah, I think they're it's an experienced group that's been there. A lot of these guys have played a lot of football just from the bowl last year, having those extra practices, which is really the key to going to a bowl there. That's really what builds momentum and steam going into the next season. No, I don't think stamina is an issue. And like you said, they made the plays they needed to make. Uh, Marcus Oliver's forced fumble in the red zone, to Indiana's red zone, um, kind of changed the tone of that game, put it away. It, the group, it, it made enough plays. I mean, I, I'd be concerned that a, a team like Penn State could really cash in on Indiana's defense if it's playing poorly. I, I feel like mistakes, uh, like they, they were making missed tackles, those carry over to no matter who the opponent is. You got to clean that stuff up if they want to win two more games and assure themselves of a bowl spot. And uh, you mentioned bowl eligibility still being a possibility. Uh, again, you hate to use the term "must win," but in reality, it really was because um, you know, if Indiana lost to Maryland, they'd be sitting at uh, three and five, mm-hmm. and face and looking at having to get wins over. Um, you know, it, well, I mean, two win. Then there would be two winnable games left on their schedule in Rutgers and Purdue. But you would have had to beat Penn State to get to six, right? Exactly. I mean, five and se- some five and seven bowl teams get in, but yep. even then, I mean, your you know your chances are very slim, and you would have been relying on a win over a Michigan State team that at the time was ranked in the top twenty-five, mm-hmm. but since has been kind of getting beaten up by everybody in the Big Ten this season. So now, I mean, six wins is still very much a possibility. Um, Purdue is uh, obviously struggling that season. I think that's a massive understatement. I don't know. Purdue, Purdue's been catching fire lately, though. I think Purdue's not a bad team. I mean, they're trying. I mean, what what was the score of the of the the game their game against Penn State this weekend at halftime? It, they it, got was, t- it was tied. By, it was tied, and they got outscored what like twenty four to seven in mm-hmm. the second half. Mm-hmm. So I mean. But that's coming after they kept up with Nebraska, only lost 27-14. Uh, kept up with Iowa, 49-35. Beat Illinois. I mean, Maryland crushed them. But that was peak Daryl Hazel being fired time. I, 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 don't think, I don't think Purdue's as winnable as we make it out to be. I do think Rutgers is as, as winnable as we make it out to be. I do think Penn State and Michigan are both teams that are going to beat Indiana. But you, you talked about it being a must-win. It was a must-win. It completely flips the narrative of this team the rest of the season. Because at this point, I don't think there's any mystery. I think Indiana's going to go to a bowl game because they can at least win one more and the APR can back them up and get them into the bowl. It was it was a win that 
Indiana needed desperately. They got it, and now we kind of know what's going to happen. They're going to go to some sort of bowl. It's just a matter of which one, unless they completely implode on themselves. And I just, it's not likely. Yeah, again, um, Rutgers and Purdue, um, hypothetically, the most winnable games left on their schedule. Indiana has four games left. Um, You know, again, Michigan's just been dominating every team it's faced this year. They're fun to watch. Um, I mean, the Michigan State game this weekend was pretty close. Um, But, again, overall, um, one of the more talented teams. I saw a uh, note from a uh, respected NFL draft writer slash scout that, uh, uh, you know, every player on Michigan's defense this season could have an NFL career. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, so... Again, we're we're kind of getting too a little too far ahead here, but again, just kind of a brief look ahead as to uh, you know what what Indiana's chances look like with bull eligibility being uh, returning uh, to the fray. So, um, I mean, I guess just Sam, you know, as we s- still look ahead a little bit, but keeping things somewhat in perspective. I mean, what does Indiana maybe need to continue to do? and or fix uh, from this past weekend in order to uh, keep that bowl eligibility in sight and get to those six wins. they got to find a new gimmick. they got to find something else that's going to trick opposing defenses because the offense, regardless of what happened last week, is not good enough to to be a bowl team in its current state uh, without (laughs) doing something that we've never seen before. And quite frankly, there's not enough things that Indiana can throw in, not enough uh, wrinkles is the word everybody keeps using. There's not enough wrinkles to keep Indiana going through the rest of the year. they gotta, they got to figure out something else with that. Uh, I think it's just going to rest on Richard Lego's shoulder because he very quietly played well last weekend. Uh, whether or not he got the attention needed or he deserved from that, I don't think he did because we were too busy talking about the big guy running the ball and Xander Diamont being in the game. But he did play rather well against uh, Maryland last week. I think it's going to rest on his shoulder. How well does he play the rest of the year? That will determine if this is a 5-1 team, a 6-1 team. I mean, that's it. It'll be a 5-1 team or a 6-1 team or a 4-1 team, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, defensively and with special teams. For the defense, um, limiting uh, big plays on the ground. I mean, again, they had done that so far through the season uh, leading up to that Excuse me, 66-yard touchdown run by uh, Maryland's Ty Johnson uh, in the first half of uh, this past Saturday's game. But uh, hadn't, before that, had not allowed um, a run of longer than 30 yards, one of only two teams entering this weekend, San Diego State being the other one. So Go Aztecs. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> you know, for me, it's it's just, you know, making sure that that was you're just, you know, them ensuring and, you know, fixing whatever it was that caused that, so you know, and showing that that wasn't a fluke, or showing, or I, or I should say, showing that I, that that run in particular was just a one-time thing. It could have been. I think it is. I, I feel like they fixed that issue, but we'll find out this week against mm-hmm. Rutgers, maybe. Yeah, and one other thing I was going to say too is special teams wise. I mean, for whatever reason, they continue to have issues. Uh, the botched hold by Joseph Gideon on on one of the field goal attempts uh, early in the game, and then Griffin Oaks lines up for what should be a routine 38-yard field goal by his range and, you know, and leg strength, and it goes off the left upright. Another one perhaps on Gideon because those laces, they were not out. 
Really? I did, now, see, that's something I did not notice. But that doesn't mean anything. God, that's such – like, that's <laughs> stupid. It doesn't change anything about the kick, laces in or laces out. It's just they, the kickers like consistency, and they like seeing that brown ball there without anything on it. But they get freaked out when laces are out. That's why you just got to practice with it where it doesn't matter. You have to go out practice with kicking the laces and doing yeah, – like, me, just be ready for I'm, it. I mean, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a kicker or You're a punter. I, I never achieved much success, success athletically. Obviously, that's why, you know, I'm in the position I am now. <laughs> but um, – you know, it just that's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, if you're really that concerned, it seems like it's just a mind game, and and it's just a lack of mental discipline. That's all it is. It's just him being mentally not in the right place. Don't know what it is. Anyway, we'll we'll have plenty of coverage uh, throughout the week on our site. Uh, football season uh, again, gearing up for what uh, will likely be their second consecutive uh, season, uh, going to a bowl game. Uh, basketball is getting underway here soon. There's an Hope exhibition. College. There's an exhibition Tuesday. Tuesday night. Wow, already. So uh, again, there will be things are really starting to ramp up here. We'll have plenty of coverage on the Hoosier.com or Indiana.rivals.com, depending on what you prefer to type into your uh, preferred web browser's address bar. And uh, I don't know. Got anything else to add, Sam? Uh, what's the scouting report on Hope College? Um. Get back to me on that maybe Monday afternoon I expect, when, I, when, I, I, when I write my story. I expect they have five guys that play basketball at least, and I bet they're well-coached, Tom Crean will tell us. They play with a lot of energy, and they're going to be a true test for setting these guys up for the rest of the season. I bet we'll hear Tom Crean say those words. Yeah, those are that's definitely a, a very accurate and early pre- preliminary scouting report, at least from uh, media availability. So, that's any, what we'll get. Anyway. Uh, for Sam Bysize and I'm Stu Jackson, we thank you so much for, again, listening to uh, this edition of The Herd on the Hoosier Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time.